Welcome to With You Every Step, the solo travel podcast that explores, explains, and hopefully inspires you to travel the world by yourself. I'm your host, Michelle Lee. Welcome back to With You Every Step. This week, I am going to talk about San Francisco. And to do that, I have invited Louise Hanlon to join me. I met Louise in San Fran. She was a solo female traveler in a hostel, and so was I. And we became really good friends. So today, I have her to talk all about her experience in San Fran to help you if you ever go to San Fran. Welcome, Louise. Good morning. <laughs> good afternoon. Good evening, actually. Good morning time in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is very late evening here in Melbourne, Australia, but I love, this is what I love about traveling, is that right now I am talking to you and you're in Ireland. I am. Why did you go to San Francisco? Long story. I went to San Francisco. I was going out with a chap who moved to San Francisco. And I booked my flights and everything to go with it. And then we broke up before I went there. (laughs) So I decided to just go myself and see the city properly. So did you already have your flights booked? Oh, yeah, I already had my flights booked, yeah. Okay, so it was all set to go and then you went through this breakup. Yeah, exactly. It's it's horrible. And I think a lot of girls especially, probably fellas as well, have been in it where they have plans for the future and they want to go see summer and think they're going to be there for the summer or the winter or wherever and then it crashes and you 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 pull out and Mm. you lose money and I think it's so silly so I think it was one of the best things I did to just bite the bullet get the two flights from little old Ireland to big America. (laughs) (laughs) Had you been to the US before? Yeah no I have I've been to the US a few times so I actually wasn't too scared but it's the whole alone thing. Yeah had you done a solo trip before that? No, never. I went away with family when I was 15 for a month to Florida, uh, which is kind of on your own because you're not an adult. You don't want to be an adult. You don't want to be with them. So I found that was quite similar because you're kind of wandering around, wondering what to do by yourself. Uh-huh. I remembered that quite clearly when I went there because it was the feeling. Okay. So you weren't on the same flight as your ex though, were you? He was living over there already. Okay, so you were meant to be going over to visit him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when you got there, do you remember what you did and how you got to where you were staying and what you had planned? Well, I did what everybody should do and study where you're going. <laughs> Absolutely. So I looked up, yeah, I Googled and Googled and I think it's the shuttle bus. It's uh, It's the one that brings you straight to the hostel. Yeah, I got the shuttle as well. I think it was about $18 when we went. And yeah. That was quite a while ago now, so it might be a little bit more expensive. But, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I thought $18 was pretty good. And it wasn't busy. I think there was only two people on it when I got it. Oh, I think mine had quite a few people, but it still didn't take very long. No, no, I think it was 45 minutes or so, was it? Yeah, about that, actually. I think it was. And yeah. I think that's a good thing with the U.S. is that shuttles are a really good way to get from the airport to where you're staying Cabs can be quite expensive, especially if you're by yourself. So I think the shuttle is a really good way of doing it. And as well, because we went to San Francisco, you go to another country with a different language and you don't know where the shuttle buses are. (laughs) I always find it difficult when you go somewhere and you're like, oh, I can't read this language. Where do I go? Where's my Google Translate? (laughs) Absolutely. So you got the shuttle and do you remember where you went and stayed? 
Oh, well, like, we stayed in USA Hostel. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, absolutely. I am not sponsored on this podcast, but USA Hostel is one of my favorites, my personal favorite. I think it's the second best hostel in America. Really? Yeah, I know it's number one on the West Coast. I think it's number two in America. Yeah, but it's it an amazing hostel. It's not a hostel. It's li- literally like living quarters for friends. <laughs> That's a good way to explain it. <laughs> it really is like it's living quarters for friends. But I was actually talking because my sister has, has worked over there since. And I was actually talking to the lads that own it. And they said it hasn't been the same since we left. And I know they all say that. Oh, wow. Everyone got along so well when we were there that when we left, we kind of left a hole. (laughs) Aw, that's nice. And sad at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, how amazing we are. It was a great hostel. I really enjoyed it. I liked the safety of it, especially because I was also there by myself, that I felt extremely safe. I got my own room, so I had a private bed and bathroom, which I loved about that hostel, which is one of the main reasons I booked it to start with. Yeah, no, I was I was in a dorm room. It was it was okay. It was nice because you could meet people straight away in there. But I kept forgetting to check in and I kept coming downstairs and all my stuff was downstairs. <laughs> you mean you forgot to check in your luggage and go to your room? No, because I m- remember I was working there a few days you start working there. Okay. I forgot to tell them that I was starting to work there and I didn't know that you had to move to a different bedroom. And I just left all my, now my stuff was messy. I had a lot of stuff. I left everything under the bed. So that whoever I was cleaning had to put everything into the suitcase and bring the whole way downstairs for me. And so when you that say that you twice. work there, what does that actually mean? Uh, because I realized that I wasn't going to be staying with my ex-boyfriend, I had nowhere to live and I didn't have that on my budget. So the two weeks beforehand, I emailed every single hostel in in San Francisco and San Diego in the area, telling them uh, my predicament, my situation and asking, could they help? Um, do they do a work to live situation there? They were the actually only hostel that got back to me. A lot of places did afterwards once I was there. Beforehand, they were the only hostel. So basically what you do is you check in for, I think it's five days to a week. So they get to know your personality. Because it's, it's a big thing. They don't want people clashing. And then you work four hours a day, four days a week, I think it is. I think it's 20 hours or 16 hours or something like that. So you four or five days. You can swap shifts. You can you can pick up some extra shifts if you need to and take a week off. You know, they're very re- relaxed that way. But it's basically like I used to do the six o'clock in the morning shift, which a few times didn't really work for me. But you go down, you prepare the pancakes, you clean up after people's breakfasts. They all wash up themselves anyway. And then you'd have one big job a day, like cleaning the mat. <laughs> I love working full stop. I think working in festivals, working in hostels, working, it gives you a sense of, of living, which is what I loved. And so then you don't have to pay for the accommodation. Exactly. You get it for free. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So you end up checking in. So you knew you were going to be working in that hostel before you got there. No, I, I, I hoped to God. They told me they had to meet me first. So I was going over there on a risk. Oh, okay. So you didn't have anything planned and set in stone. Okay. No, I didn't even have the money. My mother, do you know the way you need a certain amount of money like to get into the country? They want to review to see that you have enough money for the three months. I didn't at all. My mother had to rest a thousand euro in my account for a couple of weeks. <laughs> that was very nice of her. Wasn't it? And then I sent it back to her then once I was in, once I was there. Woo. 
Okay. And so what was one of the first things that you did? Did you want to go sightseeing or what? how did you feel when you first got there? Obviously, you're heartbroken. Were you trying to contact the ex? Oh, I ended up contacting the ex, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I got there first, I, I, I checked into my room and there's something on there every single night. So this night was wine and cheese night. So I went up, I, I didn't want to go. I was so tired. I was really tired and I was so disappointed in myself for not wanting to go. So I went. So I went downstairs and, oh, rookie move. I sat by myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then somebody came over to me and literally went, ah, you're new here. And I was like, yeah, why? And they were like, you sat by yourself. And they were like, come over and sit with us. So I sat with them, drank wine, ate cheese, got to know a lot of people, can't remember going to bed. And it was a great night. Yeah, I remember my first night there. I know that my uncle had just passed away. And so I knew he was going to pass away. And I had said my goodbyes before I left. And then when I got there, mum had called me and said it's happened. And so I was a mess. And I was in my room and I was having a big cry. And I did the same thing where I just went, I can't sit here and do this all night. I need to go downstairs. So I went downstairs and I kind of sat a little bit. I don't know if you remember this, but I kind of sat a little bit by myself, but I was close enough that I could kind of interact with you because you were playing pool at the time. Do you remember this? Yeah, you sat over in the corner and we were on the long couches. Yeah, and then I just was like trying to get my confidence back up because I'd just been crying and I was like, do I look like I've been crying? Do I look like a mess? And then I think maybe (laughs) you spoke to me first. Yeah, well, I, I remember we were all chatting, but I, I just remember the two of us connecting then. Yeah, and we're not lesbians, but I remember we're like, oh, I think I'm falling in love with this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we ended up just hanging out from then on. And I know that you were so great for me at that point because I was grieving and I was sad and I, everyone back home was going through everything that I couldn't be part of. My cousins were going through trauma of losing their dad and I wasn't there. And I know that I had you during that week to help me through that week. And I know that you automatically became, I don't know if you call it maternal, I don't know what it is, but I know that you would definitely like that with me. I remember when I went to Alcatraz and then I ended up going out for dinner. So I went to Alcatraz by myself the next day. I'll get back to Alcatraz in a little bit, but I know that I ended up meeting that couple that took me out for dinner and I ended up not coming to the pub crawl. And I remember when I saw you, you said, I was so worried about you. And I remember thinking, Yeah, no, I know because you were grieving and I was lost. I think you both seek out what is the closest thing to a family member or a best friend as soon as possible. Yeah, I think that's a good way of explaining it. It's definitely what happened. And I don't know if it was that day that we decided that I was being silly by staying in France, San Francisco, because I wanted to meet people. (laughs) I said to you that you can't make a best friend in five dates. No, it was. It was the first conversation that we had. Uh Yeah, because I remember sitting down. So I had said that, you said, why are you staying in San Francisco for so long? And I said, because I've traveled so much and I've never made a best friend. So I'd like to actually make a best friend in San Francisco and you can't make a proper friend in five days. And you said, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did. <laughs> How many years later are we friends? <laughs> yeah, and I've even gone to Dublin and visited you in Ireland. Yeah, you've been to Waterford, you've been to a lovely little place called Jack Meads where I thought there was castles, but they weren't. 
Well, there you go. See, that proved you wrong. And anyone else out there that thinks you can't make a good friend in a very short amount of time, when you're traveling, anything's possible. Yes, exactly. I just, I think as well, for solo travelers, I went to Luxembourg by myself, or not to Luxembourg, I went to Sopot by myself in Poland last year. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing. I haven't done it in so long. And it was amazing. The only thing with there was the language barrier, but I still, I had a lot of people come up to me with smiles and trying to talk to me and drinks. And, and I was only there for two days, but it was so lovely to see that you can still do it. Because I haven't, when I, when I met you and everybody in San Francisco, it didn't turn to a holiday anymore. It wasn't a holiday. It was, it was a life experience where you're the most comfortable person in the world, people who you need as a lifeline, because if they're gone, you're back on your own. And you're okay to be on your own, but you you found comfort again. Hmm. Yeah. I, I would like to, though, talk about how I got to see the Golden Gate Bridge, Michelle. <laughs> I would like you to talk about how you got to see the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. So I have this thing where when I go traveling, I don't like to go to every single place because I don't have a reason to come back. So unlike Michelle, I didn't do Alcatraz. I wanted to keep that for another time. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen the bridge when you were there. Anyway. No, we definitely but, had not seen the bridge. <laughs> so we, we decided to go for a walk to the Biopark. Is that what it's called? I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> it, it's like a big science park and it's there's like beautiful seating areas, sightseeing. But we got really excited one day because uh, we saw the Golden Gate Bridge. So we, we started taking pictures of it. It was a crane. <laughs> We realized I was after taking pictures of a crane. We not, were not so excited. And also, I think it was the two days before that, I went for a walk down by the river. And I know the Golden Gate Bridge is not golden. I, mean, I know that. And I knew it was red, but I just thought that maybe they had painted it. So I went down for a walk down by the waterside and the Oakland Bridge was there. And it's a beautiful bridge. It's actually more impressive, I think, because it's a double-decker bridge. It's amazing. And it brings you to Oakland as well, so... I took pictures of that bridge and went up and showed people and then they informed me that that wasn't the Golden Gate Bridge either. <laughs> I had a, this this ongoing joke was now in my head, so I actually didn't really care about seeing the Golden Gate Bridge because I had such a good time not seeing it. That's right. The crane was so much more impressive. <laughs> I had a great time. I really did. But I think it's, um, I think 95, I think 90% of people only get to see the start of the bridge because of the fog. Oh, fog is so bad there that like there's a, a high, I believe my own lies. So don't trust me when I say 90 percent. But there is it is a high percentage that people do not actually get to see the whole Golden Gate Bridge because of the fog. But I, I went on um, I went on couch surfing. I use it a lot when I'm traveling. I think it's fantastic. Great for anyone who is stuck on loose ends or wants to go to the park and try some classes. You look up on couch surfing. You don't have to pay for it. You can. But you look up on couch surfing and you type in anything that you want to do or you type in something that you want to start and it comes up and people join and it's brilliant. So couch surfing, that, so that doesn't necessarily mean that you're sleeping on someone's couch, right? No, no, it's for events. Brilliant for events. Yeah, it's fantastic for him. Okay. I've never used it. I looked up food. I love food. So I looked up on people meeting, going for dinner and stuff. And I found a couch surfing forum page and they do the A to Z of San Francisco. So week one, they start on A. Week two is B. So it's a restaurant starting with A a restaurant starting with B, a restaurant starting with C. And they do this every week and they do it on a budget. Obviously, they don't go to some really expensive place. But I had met them when they were on Y. 
Oh, they're right now down the end. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But they start again then in two weeks later. So we went to this beautiful little restaurant. I think it was eight completely different people there. And it was brilliant. I actually ended up becoming pally with one and bringing him back to the hostel and going on the pub crawls. He was staying in the Green Tortoise, I think the other hostel was. He was staying there. So it was only around the corner. So it was brilliant. So I'd recommend couch surfing for anyone that's solo traveling definitely as well because it's 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 fun it's there's a lot of silly things on it which is what I like I don't know if anybody's heard about potluck potluck nights no have you no I know so potluck nights they do them a lot on Thanksgiving and they do them in big communal apartment blocks and stuff I had met a fella on couch surfing chatting away to him and his friend was having an open house night with a potluck night so the apartment block were going and everyone had to bring a dish of food. And I'd never met these people before, ever, ever, ever. So all the lads in the hostel were not too happy that I was going. So I left them my details, the address. And that's how fantastic the hostel is. They worried a lot because I was going somewhere I didn't know. I went to an apartment block, just a couple of blocks down down the road or up the road where I don't know, I can't remember where it was exactly. And I brought, I think, oh yeah, I just bought a lot, a lot of desserts because I didn't, I didn't want to make something just in case I got people sick or anything. <laughs> I'm a good cook. I just didn't know what they liked. So I just bought some nice treats and desserts. So we uh, went in and they had made a beautiful turkey and ham. They had cheese platters. Now, I mean, the whole hall was full of food. It was fantastic. I'd done cocktail serving at this party. And the reason why I'd done it is when I realized that me and my ex weren't going to be together, I looked to do something up and I started cocktail training in San Francisco in bar one with um, Jeremy Fassi. He runs it down there. It's a fantastic thing. So basically it's 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 for two weeks every day, all day. And you do cocktail training and he does exams at the end of the week and you go out and you have a great time. So I went and done the, the cocktail serving in this party. So I got free drinks. They paid me for the alcohol that I brought and I got free food and everybody went out at the end of the night. It was very good. I like that. I like the idea that you just met these random people, but there's always a risk at the end of that. There's always a risk, but you just need to be safe. Yeah, and like you like you said, you gave all your details to everybody, and that's how I felt too at that hostel. When I got back late from going out for dinner with some random people I met on the boat to Alcatraz, that when I got back to the hostel, you guys had already started on the pub crawl, and there was someone in the foyer and they said he will escort you to meet everybody that's on the pub crawl because I had no idea where it was and so someone escorted me to meet you guys so I didn't even have to get there by myself at night I found it really amazing yeah yeah and even pub crawls they're so welcoming if you're in a different hostel you can join us yeah you know they don't once once you're nice they don't mind And I think it's like they used to do four bars. They used to do one bar up at the very, 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 I think it's the steepest hill in San Francisco. We're at the bottom of it anyway, but it's up the very top. So it was like a, you had to walk backwards up the hill. I don't know if you've ever done it again, but you basically had to walk backwards. It's up up on the way to Knob Hill. Mm -hmm. Then the next one then was back down the bottom of the hill. It was Cozy Car. It's uh, in the Tenderloin. And that was my favorite. The jacuzzis, there was, the tables were jacuzzis. They weren't full. The, there was water beds. There was provocative stuff on the screens to wake people up every now and again. <laughs> and the atmosphere, the music, yeah. The music was uh, phenomenal. It was like a bit of rock with a bit of cheese involved. So everybody could get involved and it was nice. 
And then the next bar then was down another bit. It was a very popular area, four bars down the other side of the tent line from the city centre. It was an R&B bar. I think that's where we met you, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a sweaty R&B bar. And everybody in, everyone in Ireland anyway, we, my, that's my, I'm 34. So everybody my age, we grew up with a, a lovely bit of R&B. When we were younger, it was all cheesy fantasticness where you could dance with people and you weren't coming onto them. You're not allowed to do that anymore. You could do that. You could rub up and you could dance and you weren't coming onto him. You were just dancing. It was the same beat. And you could do that there again. It was amazing to be that age again and been able to do it. It was fantastic. I really, it's one thing that I really miss like that. It's like a trust between dancing. <laughs> you know what you're just dancing from. I really enjoyed that pub crawl. Even though I came quite late, I still ended up having a great time and meeting a lot of people. And you were right. I remember a lot of people from other hostels as well. And I was like, ah, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. So speaking of touristy things in San Fran, you said that you don't like to do many. What did you actually do that you enjoyed? Well, where I was going with my whole couch surfing story was the lad that I met, he brought me on a tour to see the Golden Gate Bridge before I left. But he knows San Francisco by time, by sunlight, by moonlight. He knows it amazingly. So he actually brought me on a, a trip from, to see the Golden Gate Bridge from, I think it was about just about 12 o'clock, maybe in the morning. And we went and saw it from all different angles until sunset. There was so many different parts, but he brought me up to Twin Peaks as well, which is one of my favorite places. I loved it up there. I thought it was amazing. The view of the whole, whole city and the city is not big, so you can see it amazingly. We went over to the Oakland side of the bridge, the on, on the Oakland Bridge, parked up down underneath the bridge. And the sun comes down by the Golden Gate and you can see straight up. And it was just amazing. I think it was how I saw <laughs> I saw the Golden Gate Bridge so many different lights by the end of the holiday. I remember getting some images from you saying, look, I actually finally saw the actual bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that was amazing. So we went to Twin Peaks by nightfall and we went to Twin Peaks by dayfall. And same with the Golden Gate Bridge. They're two of the most, it's not because it's it's just a hill and it's just a bridge. It's the way it shadows, the way the light falls, the fog. It's just, it's a really, it's, it's, it's still one of my favorite places in the whole world. I will go back there eventually. I just want to be, I want to have, I want to have something to come home to if I do go back there instead of, because the last time when you, when you go somewhere for a few months and you come back, you kind of start again. So that was my biggest thing that when I came back, I had to start again. So I've stayed here since. I've went on a few holidays, no traveling really. I want to be able to go back there and be like, I can come home whenever I want and I can come back whenever I want because I have setting ground now. I, I'm going to go back to Alcatraz because I said earlier that I went to Alcatraz and I know you haven't done it. And no, a lot of people love Alcatraz. I mean, obviously dark tourism is huge at the moment, especially with all podcasts talking about true crime stories and it's quite massive. I liked Alcatraz. I've been to other jails. I think the old Melbourne jail in Melbourne is amazing. There are so many really old jails that have a lot of atmosphere. I personally didn't feel that so much at Alcatraz. I feel like it's quite modern. The coolest thing is obviously mm. it's on a rock. Like it's on its own island. It's quite amazing that it's you've got to get a ferry over and it's a bit exciting and, and the, you know, the drama behind it. But the actual jail itself 
it was okay. You do an audio tour and you go around and you listen to things on the audio tour. I kind of wish personally that it was a little bit more interactive where I could go in and out of cells and there was some information in the cells. They didn't have that when I was there. I'm not saying it hasn't happened now. This was quite a few years ago, so maybe things have changed now. I'm not sure. The idea of Alcatraz, I think it's a must-see when people go. And I'm kind of amazed that you didn't go and see it. Yeah, no, I want to go back. I want to see more. I was trying so hard to get you to come with me. <laughs> I know, I know. I want to do um, Alcatraz by night. Yeah. Well, the one I did was, it was the evening one. And I think I would have preferred to do the daytime one because I felt really rushed and I felt like we didn't have a lot of time to walk around and enjoy it how we may have during the day because you have to be back on the boat by a certain time to get back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's on the list. Like there's a lot of countries that I've been to that I haven't seen everything. And it's because like I've been to Barcelona four times. I do not like that city anymore. I do not like it. But I left things. I left the first time I went there, I did a lot. And then the second time I had to do it all again because I was with different people. And I think that's why is the fact that if I go to San Francisco with other people, I can do Alcatraz and then I, I, I'd love to see the Golden Gate Bridge again because it's, it's not a tourist attraction. It's, it's, a, it's, it's just there. Mm. It's there, you know, like it's there's no people died making it. People jump off it. It's, it's a bridge. It happens all over the world. So there's nothing too special about it, but it's just so beautiful to go to. It's very there's lovely sitting areas and stuff. So I don't mind doing any of that again. San Francisco, I would do it, I think, every year. No problem. And see something new The I met. um. Actually, and you, I don't think you, you weren't pally with them when you left. It's the three girls that worked in the hostel. I met them and became very, very friendly with them when you left. And I used to get every weekend off because I was their friend. So at the weekends, we used to go down to the mission and you go to a vegan cafe. It was usually only vegan cafes that did this. You spend $10 on a breakfast and you get free mimosas, which is Bucks Fays in Ireland. Or is it mimosas over in Australia? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get free mimosas um, until two o'clock in the day. This was my favorite thing to do, obviously, because it was alcohol, probably. But we <laughs> used to go down there. <laughs> we used to go down there in the morning time. We used to have our breakfast. So it was like tofu, tofu scrambled eggs or whatever. It was always, always amazing. And then free alcohol for two or three hours. And we'd buy maybe a slice of toast in the meantime. And then we'd go such, you know, this is so typical. But these are three girls that are from San Francisco. We used to go thrift shopping drunk so we used to go in and try on our oversized jackets and buy something and then we'd go up to Dolores Park and we'd probably take a nap because we were a little bit drunk and we'd chill out there for a couple of hours and there'd be people the park could be full one side there'd be people doing circus acts another side there'd be people singing there'd be tours there'd be there'd be a pug meet there'd be like when my little sister was there I told her to do this and they they went to Dolores Park and there was a French bulldog meetup amazing French bulldog meetup. I'd love that. <laughs> I have two French bulldogs, so I would love it. That was one of my one of my most favorite things to do. That wasn't sightseeing. It was basically it was it was like what you do at home with your friends. You'd go for brunch. You might have a drink. You'd go and sit down for chats, and that's why it became so everyday to me there that I I, I didn't want to leave. I was devastated leaving. Yeah, I remember feeling the same way when I left that I was so devastated and I was yeah. like, I want to stay longer. I love yeah, San yeah. Fran. It's just got a beautiful feel about it. Do you remember 
There was quite a sad story, but we had a fun time through this sad story of the young little boy and they had shut down Union Square. Yeah, yeah, that kid. That kid. So this young boy was sick and I think he might have been dying and he wanted to be Batman. And so they shut down Union Square and they basically made him Batman. I was at my sister had told me and I had told you and we went to it and it was the most amazing. We were both crying and shouting for a bat kid and <laughs> laughing. And there's a little boy scaling a wall, like going up the Macy's skyscraper. The Macy's, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Macy's building at Christmas time. So the whole place is covered in Christmas trees. It's the most amazing view you'd ever see. And there's a little child and he's so small and so cute. And next thing, he's Robin. or He's he's Batkid and Robin comes to help, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was fantastic. It was so beautiful. And we were screaming. We were just screaming his name. And like, back kid, back kid, He's back over kid. there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it oh, was really sweet good. and sad at the same time. Like you said, we were both crying, but it was a very sweet. I think as, as my memory serves me right, I don't know if the child is still alive now, but I know something happened where he became better for a while. So, yeah, I read I read up on it when I came home, and his medication was changed or something, and he'd become a bit better on it. So, hopefully, the little fella's still there, been a trooper. Oh, I hope so. I uh, hope so. It was very yeah. sweet. It was a very sweet moment. It was really lovely to be able to witness someone have their little dream come true. I think you're one of the first people that I actually ever went real life sightseeing with. Really? Yeah. Well, like. Usually we get the red bus tour without a map and we just look around and go, uh, but we actually like had the map on the top deck, fully open. I've even got a photo of you with the map on the top deck. (laughs) Yeah. And we have a photo of us doing it in Dublin as well. We do. Yeah. I think like when I eventually get to Melbourne, I'm getting, I want a life-size map. I want a big map like Definitely. Yeah. And we did. We went on that bus. Now, I know that there was a little bit of a muck up with how we were meant to pay for that bus. So I think they had thought we had prepaid and we hadn't. And they only charged us $10 each. And it was a lot more expensive. I think there was like another $28 per person on top of that we were yeah, meant I think to pay. It was like $35 or something like that around that. Yeah. Yeah, and so we ended up just getting off. Do you remember what is that part of town where it's kind of really hippie? I know it and I can't think of it. Yeah, no, it's not going to come to me. Not not, not, not over the radio when I'm trying to think anyway. <laughs> I know it starts with H. Does it? I can't remember. I just know it was a really kind of hippie, cool place yeah. that we got off and we went and had something to eat and I don't think the food was very good, but we really liked the area. It's not Castro and it's not the mission. It's the other one, people. The other one. <laughs> I know I know that the Dolls Kill shop is there and stuff. So if you want to find the street we're on about, look up Dolls Kill. They kick ass clothes. They're a San Francisco clothes shop. But that was a lovely area. That's how we actually ended up going from there. We walked through the park and then we got to that bio kind of park place to see our lovely crane. Yeah, and we were meant to meet some other friends there. But when we got there, I think it was shut. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was was just closing. 
So we we walked back. I think I think I I remember it was a long day. We were tired enough after doing it. I know that we walked a lot. Yeah, and then we got a cab back because we figured out that it would be cheaper to get a cab than for us to pay the it's extra twenty eight dollars per person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, to you left when I was in the hostel. The hostel run um a wine and they they run a wine going to vineyards for anybody staying there. But because I was working there, the staff get it for free. So we went off one day and done all the wine vineyards. It was amazing. You leave at like nine in the morning. You don't get back till seven in the evening. You go to like four or five vineyards and taste all the wines and then stop off for lunch. So if anybody is in San Francisco that likes wine, I love wine. Go and do the wine tours. Some of the best wines come from California. They're absolutely amazing. Yeah, I wish I was able to do that. That sounds really good. I think I'll have to go back and do that next time. Yeah, you see, I'll do Alcatraz. You can do it again with me in the daytime and then we'll go and drink some wine. <laughs> I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. I found the place. I think it's, is it Hyatt? H-A-I-G-H-T, Ashbury. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. It's it's the it's the, the junction at that street, so it's Hyatt and whatever. Ashbury. It's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant there. Yeah, it was a cool area. I remember thinking it was pretty cool and I was like, this is pretty funky and I knew you loved it. I loved it. Do you have any other tips? Explore, do things, do, don't do be afraid. When you're in San Francisco, and when I'm in Ireland, I'm a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> I dress the way I want to dress. I do what I want to do. When I was in San Francisco, I was the most normal person ever, even though I was, was still called a bit of a weirdo, which I, which I love. Not, I mean, in a good sense, not a bad sense. You just be who you want to be, excel, go out and sing on the streets, busk, do whatever you want. Take risks. Be safe, but take risks. Try everything. Did you have any problems? Did you have any issues or any time when you felt unsafe? No, I got given out to once because I got a little bit tipsy one night and I walked home myself. But it was from the second pub on the pub ball, which is in the heart of the tenderloin, which everybody says is not safe. But I'm one of these people that if there's a if there's somebody getting robbed and there's a picnic in front of them, I'll see the picnic and not the person getting robbed. I I see I don't see on safety because I'm not an I'm not not a nice person I am a nice person, so I don't argue that much, <laughs> and I I like to talk to people. So walking home one night, I passed all the all the homeless lads and all that. But because it's Christmas, New York sends all their homeless people down to San Francisco, down over to the West Coast because it's warmer. Even though it's not much warmer, well, it's suppose it is to them a lot much warmer, but they send them all down there. So. The amount of homeless people around Christmas time is is very, very daunting, but they don't bother you. They're not they're not rude, but I suppose you can get you can get some unsafe people there. So I think it was just the fact that I walked home a couple of times by myself. That wouldn't have been the best, best idea. But I was still okay, thank God. I'd met a few friends as well, and we went to a few underground clubs and raves. And they were all safe, very, very safe. And even when I got a little bit too drunk, they walked me home and they actually walked me home the long way. So I'd be sober by the time I got to the hostel. So that's that's the kind of friends that are out there. And these weren't people that I knew that well. These were just people that I met randomly over there. So for them to walk you home 10 blocks so you'd sober up better, it's, it's, it's good. It's nice to hear. Yeah, there's a lot of lovely people out there. And I think there are 90% people that will help if someone's in a bad situation and 10% that might not. Yeah. I think there's a lot of a lot more good people out there than there is bad. 
Oh, definitely over there. Yeah. Well, a lot of people over there aren't from San Francisco. It's one of the biggest problems with San Francisco. It's the most expensive place in the world to live. I think a, a hostel for a week is nearly 400 euro. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, which is which is absolutely ridiculous. If you learn to live like them, you can learn you, you learn to spend like them. There's a lot of free stuff. There's a lot of opportunities over there. There's there's something on every single night. You you the first with the week that you were there, I think I spent nearly a thousand euro. And after you left, I spent one thousand five hundred in the rest of the six weeks because <laughs> I got in. Not because of you. Not because of you. <laughs> I'm an expensive date. <laughs> You are an expensive date. You deserve diamonds, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) I totally do. Actually, we went out to some nice restaurants. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, we went. Yeah, we went out for some lovely food. It was really nice. Yeah, it's got a very Melbourne feel about it. I feel San Fran when it's got like the bar and the food scene is very similar to Melbourne scene where we, you know, we love our food and our drinks here. So I feel like it's very similar. Melbourne. Well, you are wanted in Melbourne. You need to come here and visit me. I, I have come to your side of the world. You need to come to my side of the world. But I need to go for more than a week. I need to go for three weeks or something. I want to go properly. Yes. So it's going to take time. I'm, I, I have some exciting stuff happening here that's going to take a couple of months to sort out. So hopefully once I have my business fully finished and ready in my own head, then I can take time off. So that's good. So if anyone wants to see you in Ireland, how do they come and find you? What What's your business? My business is the Bearded Lady. There's actually one in Melbourne, but it's got nothing to do with us. Oh. There's a bar in Melbourne called the Bearded Lady, and we get tagged in their stuff the whole time. Oh. And they get tagged in our stuff. So, But we're, we're a barbershop venue. So if anybody wants to come to Ireland and come down to my little barbershop, look us up, the Bearded Lady in Ireland. <laughs> okay. We are approaching our destination. Ladies and gentlemen, please fasten your seatbelts for the final five. Your favourite city or town? In the world. In the world. I'm going to say either, can I, do I have to give one? Yes, I'm going to be hard. You have to give one. Okay, San Francisco. Uh, your the weirdest food you've ever eaten? I've had crocodile and alligator, so I suppose I'm going to stick with that. Like I've tried, I've tried all delicacies wherever I was. Are you a beaches or mountains kind of girl? I'm, I'm a beaches girl because there's always mountains beside it. Hmm. Yeah, like I like to, I, I'm, I'm not a beach girl holiday, but I like to have the relaxing in the morning and the sightseeing, the going off on adventures, even like the likes of Lanzarote. I go to Lanzarote, I go up the volcanoes and then down the next day or whatever. So wherever I am, I will find adventure. A tourist site that you recommend is a must-see for everybody. Pisa. Really? In Italy? Italy. Yeah, because it's going to fall, people. It's going to fall. (laughs) And it's the most beautiful little village, a town. It's so quaint and so gorgeous. I loved it there. I've been there twice and it's the exact same every time. It's so small. It's so (laughs) tiny. We were there for like an hour and a half. We're like, okay, we're done. Yeah, I love it there. I actually spent three days there because you know me. I love, I like, I'm from a small town and I like small comfort. I like to get to know the name of the barman, the name of the person serving me food. So we rented out a caravan for three days and I went there. I went there every day. I loved it. I absolutely love pizza. So I think, yeah, it's going to fall, people. Go see pizza. Can you say thank you in another language? Uh, Teşekkür ederim, Turkish. 
Oh, I like it. Yeah, I can say it in a few languages if I think, but I've been to Turkey quite a bit, so. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining me and talking all about San Fran. And hopefully people have got some really good tips from you. I was only there for a few days. You were there for a lot longer. So you've got some really good tips. So I hope that is helpful for people. Thank you for including me into your podcast. I've had a lovely time. I'm awake now. (laughs) You woke me up this morning. (laughs) It's lovely. Thanks for listening to With You Every Step, hosted by Michelle Lee. We do hope you enjoyed listening. And if you did, make sure you tell everybody. If you didn't, nobody likes a Debbie Downer. Please subscribe to get up to date with our latest releases and give us a thumbs up on our social media at With You Every Step. We love to hear from you. If you have any questions or inquiries, head to the Contact Us page at our website, michellelee.com. That's also where you'll find all our blogs mentioned in the podcast. We love to hear from you and if we have inspired you to travel. Thanks for listening. Love life and adventure on.